Hello and welcome to Accented Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Today on Accented Women, we look at political expression through art. In Melbourne, at the Immigration Museum, Palestinian installation artist Asil Tayyar brings us Bukje, stories of home and of having to leave it. Bukje is an installation and a series of short performances created with people who have been forced to leave their homes and in response to children's questions about refugees. Asil Tayyar is a performer, a vocalist and installation artist. Born in Jerusalem, Palestine, she considers herself a non-traditional Arab Muslim woman. Graduated from the College of Arts with honours, Asil makes art with a desire to drive changes in the world. I had an opportunity to discuss this upcoming event and I asked Asil to start off by telling me a little bit about herself and her background. Just a sound quality warning for listeners, this interview was recorded using a slightly faulty device, so you'll hear some crackling and humming in the background. Both Asil and I can still be heard clearly, so I thank you in advance for your endurance. My name is Asil. I am an artist, uh, installation and performance artist. Uh, I do work... Um, people keen to say, say that she's like Asil is a singer, but I'm not really. I do use my voice to tell our stories. So it's from Palestine, about Palestine and to Palestine. So I just share my um, um, people's, um, you know, stories and pain and case that's happening since 1948 and even earlier. Um, I do work with communities uh, in Australia and back home. I used to do lots of theatre and um, uh, community projects in Palestine. And here I do um, recently, just before I had Rima, uh, I was working in the juvenile centre with uh, young people making art projects about different subjects that they face, including indigenous kids that you know are homeless and sharing their ideas and stories as well. Um, yeah. Wow, that is quite a lot that you do. It sounds quite extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. I love, you know, I actually, I studied pharmacy before I studied art. And then, which is something that, you know, normally you don't move from um, one subject to another. You're always kind of like not really from medicine to to um, meditation, I would say. But, um, yeah, I just feel that in my country, um, kids that throw um, stones were arrested. So I had to replace the stone with a brush. Um and to let kids still say what they want, but without really getting into the Israeli jails, I would say. So I had to do it. Well, you have an exhibition that is coming up um, on the 20, 20th and 21st of January at the Immigration Museum in Melbourne. Can you tell me a little bit about the exhibition? Yeah, uh, Bookje is um, an installation and performance. Uh, exhibition that actually started uh, before I even came to Australia and kind of the idea of uh, Bukje as the sack in Arabic and what people used to take um, or had to take with them when they had to leave 
uh, Palestine because I didn't really know much about Australia back then. I just even didn't know that I will end up being here. Um, and Hukje is um, in Australia, started to be like from going to school and asking kids what they would like um, to know about, you know, my journey or refugees' journey that came to Australia. And then go to other artists and see what these kids are curious about and say, hear what the kids in Australia want to know and let's answer these questions with an art exhibition instead of going to the people and say, oh, this is the answer. I want people to feel and touch the languages that people have in Australia without really um, had to translate. Because, you know, art shouldn't be translated. It's the way to pay lots of things without um, explaining why you are doing it. Uh, and with the artists that I'm working with, we have been like reading and, and workshopping the questions of the kids and how we can target it and how can we address it in an art piece, either in singing or uh, moving or dance or visual art, and make, make it always into an exhibition that um, links between the kids and the communities that we are coming from and our art and our practice. Now, in, when you were talking, you mentioned um, that so, some of this, of the, some parts of the exhibition were contemplated or developed before you arrived in Australia, before you left Palestine. When did you leave? How long have you been in Australia? Well, I, I came to Australia uh, almost four and a half years ago. I came in July 2013, uh, and I landed first in Bunbury in Western Australia. And then I moved to Melbourne a year, a year and a half after that. And what prompted you to come to Australia? Um, well, it's a long story, but I don't think uh, one, one uh, interview can um, cover. But I have a Syrian, um, a Syrian partner, and with his, uh, what's happening in his country, and with him his country being an enemy with Israel. We couldn't be in one place. And we had to choose a place where we can be and and we can apply for immigration with his passport that was, you know, and still denied from 99% from the countries around the world. So, yeah, we just had to come here as one of the options. We couldn't go to Canada as it's freezing, so Australia was the second option for us. And of course, this exhibition that you've just talked about, that you told us about, um, part of the stories that you tell uh, include what people have to leave behind and the anguish of migration. I mean, often we think about people fleeing their countries and coming to a better life, but the fleeing doesn't come without pain. Did you draw on some of your personal experience to put the exhibition together? Um... Well, uh, it is like part of my um, uh, part of my story, and still, like every time I ha I, I personally can go uh, back back to Palestine myself, but lots of people because of war cannot. And um, like I um, in my journey, and like when I went to Ger Germany, for example, to um, help my uh, husband's family like going, taking their boats from Syria. I heard all these stories that the kids shared uh, about how hard it was for them and 
every time they are moving from one place to another and staying sometimes in train stations and hearing all this noise, they think that, you know, they're going to be bombed any minute. So um, I record some of these um, uh, interviews or stories that have been, um, like I have been part of, I have been shared uh, with when I was in Germany and I put them in a small, yeah, small booklet or slugs that I can, I would record um, these um, uh, stories and the songs that people used to sing while they are um, while they are in the you know just to put their kids to sleep uh, while they are going from place to another inside these kind of sacks so people can listen to what they are around in the exhibition uh, and also I'm going to draw uh, on uh, mirrors so people can kind of feel being in the in there, what kind of being inside the um, tent and inside this you know experience of being an refugee or going through this kind of journey themselves, then can can kind of affect on feelings while they are inside, you know, as part of the whole exhibition. Why do you think it's important to tell these stories? I mean, the refugee crisis in Australia is so pronounced, um, and the the government continues its offensive against refugees and continues to demonise refugees. How is it possible for exhibitions like this to challenge those ideas? Do you think it is possible to challenge those ideas in Australian society today? Well, originally the idea for Bukje um, was to create the tent inside and in the middle of the winter. Send a uh, an email or invitation to all these, um, you know, um, people that are actually saying, like all these famous people that are actually saying we don't want anyone to come here. And unfortunately, there's more than 70% of Victoria, I would say, according to different um, research and um, surveys that have been done recently in 2017, I believe that people should come temporary and go or they should not even come here. So only 30%, I would say, of the Australian, the Victorian people say that they would like to keep to bring people here and keep them, which is a very low percentage of the people and the population. In thinking about Victoria as the one one of the most, you know, multicultural and multicultural and welcoming people, think about other states and how they think about it. And with bringing more of these art exhibitions to this place is just to show more awareness. And from being here as a Muslim and as an artist and as Palestinians and as an Arab, I realize that there's lots of the languages I, I speak out of all, and lots of the identities I have is something that people in Australia don't really know or not, they're not really fully familiar with. But there's much more people are familiar with the art language, which is a very common language from lots of places that also the other artists are from. So I believe personally when I use art as language, I touch much more hearts and raise more awareness than just standing in the street demonstrating or, you know, holding a sign or, you know, doing any big campaigns that people don't really relate to. Once they feel that person that is in that in the tent share lots more in common between them and the artist or the refugee or the migrant, because, you know, you don't even know who is the person, like in, in you don't really know 
they were born here or they have come here yesterday or they have been through well once you see the person you don't really know much but once you hear and you don't really need to know how they came to Australia you just need to find out what happened to them are they okay like what they share between what you share between you and that is something similar and that you would like and you relate to that's kind of what I'm trying to do more than just you know creating an exhibition this exhibition book yeah, comes in uh, a particular political context. You know, you've got Donald Trump in the United States declaring that he is going to recognise the capital of Israel as Jerusalem, a very yeah. political attack on Palestine and, of course, something that is going to exacerbate the conflict in not just in Palestine and Israel but uh, in the Middle East. Um, what do you think of these things? How do you position an exhibition that is about migration in this political context? As I mentioned, um, Bukta is all about those who were forced to leave and me seeing um, all this uh, sex in the head of these people, of the Palestinian people, like running as they think that tomorrow they will come back. And they didn't. So for me, as born in Jerusalem myself and raised in there and living all this Spain and hearing all the songs for those who have left. Um, I don't even think about Palestine as a capital, uh, as about Jerusalem as capital of any country about Palestine. I am from there and this is where I belong. And when I share the stories and some of the stories are recorded uh, for the exhibition are also about me going back to Palestine and Jerusalem after the first time I came here and the things I missed about home and the things that I missed about being away from it and like um, interviewing other Syrian people that have left uh, their home themselves and how it's hard for them to come here and how for them it's just temporary for them to come and go and how migration in a way is just the reason our um, a process to come to become safe. So um, they come here, they they study and learn and um, get educated as they could do again in, in their homes and come back to build, rebuild the country. And for me, it's kind of the same. I'm here. I feel always that I'm here for a period of time until I feel that Palestine is free and I can go there and do and build the, the things that have been demolished and destroyed and. Um, teach the kids about our history and about what we are about as Palestinians and what happened to us and how we were all, went all this way to become who we are and to have our country back, hopefully one day. So it's kind of like one step, I would say, of the exhibition of just to share the story. And for those that don't really know as well about Palestine, about my homeland or about Jerusalem as a place, it's kind of part of it to share um, the reason why would people like myself leave the place, even if it's like my beloved Palestine, my beloved Jerusalem, and come here to maybe share awareness about what's happening there in an artistic way or an exhibition. Like it's a mission for us to leave home and go around the world and say, this is what's happening to us there. This is people wake up, like you have to take a stand and do something. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Asil Tayyah, installation artist and curator of Bukje, stories of home and of having to leave it. 
You have such an yeah. emphasis on young people and empowering young people and bringing young people into um, empowering expressions of their politics and their resistance. Why is that so important to you? Because, um, you know, they're the future. Today, like who we are today, what our parents made us and what they, like I was born in 1987 in when the first intifada in Palestine happened. And the way I became is because our parents, I saw my parents suffering, like going from Jerusalem where I was born to their own villages in the north. And from then back to Jerusalem and the journey that we had to go. And I become myself because I had to go and look and search and read and, and you know, get all this knowledge about what happened to my people. And I think um, with all that's happening now, you would believe that, you know, kids will forget that and, yeah, we have a modern life. Let's see, it's a fact that Palestine is occupied. But maybe you have heard about Ahit Tamimi, which is only 16. And she is now in that Israeli prison because, you know, of her way of just asking or, like, pushing out to say it, but asking the soldier to get out of her house. And she's just 16, but she didn't forget or she didn't just live her life as a teenager, but, you know, try to educate and try to continue and resist this occupation. I feel that, you know, being born under Israeli occupation, holding an Israeli passport, it's something that affected my identity, and I should just keep saying that no matter what kind of, you know, passport I hold, no matter what um, identity I'm forced to, you know, carry on me, I am Palestinian. That's kind of our um, mission and our responsibility to keep sharing and keep educating the people, our people, the kids, the youth, the, even the people that don't really read because they have been born kind of and integrated into the society that just accepts the fact of occupation. It's just like you know, a mission for us to do it. It's, I don't, I don't even plan it. It just comes with the everyday lives that we have lived. Do you think this exhibition will speak to other experiences of migration, um, particularly because we're seeing the targeting of the Sudanese youth at the moment? Um, but before it was Sudanese youth, it was Arabic youth, and before that, it was other groups. And these are the children of the migrants that are the stories that you're telling in the exhibition. Is there a common experience that transcends culture and country and is just about migration? Well, it is, it's focusing on migration, focusing on displacement from one place to another for different reasons. And you know, one of the things that I would highlight is that um, one of the, artists that are joining and are part that is part of the um, uh, exhibition is Syrian. And she said to me, and she had been performing for a long time, but she said to me, it's the very first time I can ask my parents or my um, family to come and listen to me. Because she's going to sing in Arabic, actually. So I think the thing that I'm trying and I would always and keep doing is focusing and you know, um, bring this youth to speak their language. And again, it doesn't mean that it's that Arabic or it's, um, um, you know, whatever, uh, um, African uh, language or English or um, 
um, Latin, it doesn't doesn't only focus on the language that people would speak or like, you know, this youth or young people or young artists would speak, but also the kind of body and um, talent that they have. You know, working in the youth justice, I've seen lots of kids that are very much interested in music. And you will see them once they have a headphones on them, how they just really move from one side to another, you know. And that's the value and the power of art that people don't normally use or like people in the government or people in the, like the youth justice or other places don't really see as a very valuable thing. And not only in there, but also in the community that um, don't really know the story. And unfortunately, the media doesn't really help it. When they blame or focus on one group of young people, it will just make it harder for the, these young people so they will keep going into that circle of people playing themselves, they blame us anyway, so we keep going and doing whatever crime they do. And it doesn't really help when you do it. And when you bring these people and give them a tool of, like, using their talent to say something against these planes and their, these um, um, media, I would say, they will become or they will help it to go to another place. And I've been also part of lots of programs through... Um, Co-health and so um, the Syrian Multicultural Foundation, different organizations that are focused on helping this and fighting radicalization and fighting all these kind of um, um, problems that are happening in Australia, just using art. So I hope really that Book Day also tells some of the stories that the general public here don't really know or never heard by these kind of these performances and these um, songs and movement and um, painting and all what it's about. And of course you collaborated with some other artists to put the exhibition together. Tell me about them. Sure. Well, um, as it has been really hard um, for me as an installation artist and a producer and a performer to just be by myself with a nine-month-old baby, uh, a friend of mine, which is a producer as well and an installation artist, uh, Lara Week have been really co-producing it from the start uh, and helping to bring Book Day together. Um, and um, I met Lara through Tales of the City by the Sea, which is another uh, production that have been about Palestine and about our story. Um, other artists um, are uh, from Palestine, from Syria, from Egypt. Uh, from Iran, Indonesia, Malaysia, Chile, um, Zimbabwe, um, other indigenous artists that is very important for me uh, to have on board um, to make it kind of a complete uh, project. Uh, people um, that I've uh, met through Footcrack Community Art Center when I first landed in Melbourne as the very first home that supported all the projects from the start as well and this is one of the uh, steps I have. So there is amazing, actually, amazing artists that I've been really uh, impressed listening and seeing and hearing their ideas about it and how um, Sasha, for example, who is a dancer, um, was really interested to, to do it. Even she does much bigger production herself but she said to me, it talks about me because I'm coming from a place where I cannot really I feel I'm from here. I feel that this is my home, but I cannot even have that uh, citizenship just because she's coming from Malaysia. And, and all this history and all this kind of um, 
different uh, identities that she's carrying, but she cannot really um, stand and change herself. So it's um, it's really amazing how um, Pepe, for example, who's a dancer and a theater maker, also produces it as in a suitcase and does all the um, theater piece that he's doing just with one item, one thing, and all these um, documentations that he has been doing since he came to Australia himself and searching all the time. So I try to choose the artists um, that really can feel and relate to the Bukje um, experience from different places. So I don't really focus about only the war part of it or what um, is happening in Syria at the moment, but also about all the different you know, elements of displacement and how can affect our identities as well. Well, Asil, thank you so much for your time on the program today. Was there anything you wanted to add to the discussion? And, of course, good luck with the exhibition. Thank you. Well, yeah, I would love to invite people to come in the 20th and 21st, that's for sure. And also, like, I would really encourage anyone to go either to bookj.com.au or to Bookjay in Facebook and look for it. I would love people to, like, ask us to go to schools, to their kids, schools so we educate more to go to different communities they are part of and, and do projects like anything that can really help to share aware like and raise awareness about what's happening and um, accepting others it would be like our hands are up always and we'd love to go and do it that was Asil Tayyar installation artist and curator of Bukje stories of home and of having to leave it Bukje is on at the Immigration Museum in Melbourne on Saturday and Sunday, the 20th and 21st of January. It's a free event and it's child-friendly. For more information, get on the Immigration Museum's website or to learn more about Bukje, go to bukjeh.com.au. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week. لا <تصفيق> لا <تصفيق>